This is PhotoBizX, episode number 363, and today we have returning guest, photography business coach Bernie Griffiths. The plan was to cover a specific topic in regards to qualifying your leads after running a Facebook ad. It turns out we'd already covered the content that Bernie was thinking of sharing. Instead, I decided to wing it and see where the interview would take us, and I'm pretty sure the end result will be a stack of helpful content to help you with your photography business. And <laughs> I can say there was no alcohol involved in the recording of this interview, even though it might sound like it at times. Alrighty, that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast-track your success. Welcome to the PhotoBiz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Looking forward to getting into the interview with Bernie Griffith. It really is a fun one and I'm looking forward to sharing it with you in just a minute. In regards to me and my week and what's been happening in regards to photography and business, I have my favorite photos in a folder that automatically get played as a screensaver. So whenever I come back to my computer, I'm, I'm seeing some of my favorite images that I've created over time. And yesterday I walked into the room, the studio, the office, and on the screen was an image from one of my Tour de France trips back in 2018. That was also the trip that I created a photo book to document that holiday from start to finish in print. So I went and grabbed the book off the shelf. I haven't looked at it for quite a long time. And <laughs> Linda thought I was absolutely crazy. She thought I was going to be a, a crying mess considering I was meant to be leaving for Spain at the end of this week for a cycling trip with a bunch of mates. It was going to be four weeks in Spain, followed by three and a half weeks in France. That's all been cancelled due to the coronavirus. Anyway, I'm on the couch. I'm looking through this photo book from 2018, and I'm really proud of myself. I mean, I, I'm really happy with the photography. I love the way I've documented the whole holiday. I've, I've shown everyone that was there. I, I included some copy. And I really feel like I did the trip justice, photographically and also documenting the trip as it happened. But that also got me thinking, like, what do I do next? If I was going to do the same holiday again, which I was with a, a different group of uh, cyclists, friends, do I do the same thing again? Do I fall into that trap of trying to recreate what I've already done? Do I try and do it better? Am I competing with myself? Like, do I even bother? Do I just enjoy the holiday without taking photos this time because I've been there, done that? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one. I'd love to hear how you approach going back to the same place, the same place. And, and the reason you choose that same place is because you absolutely love it. Do you photograph with the same vigor every single time you go back to one of your favorite holiday destinations? It could be a weekend spot, it could be an annual thing, once every couple of years, whatever. Do you go in there and photograph with the same, I want to say intensity, uh, the same commitment? Do you approach it with the same creative mind or do you second guess everything you're doing because you've done it before and uh, you know why, why repeat what you've already done? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't have an answer. I'd, 
I don't want to produce something that's not as good as the last time, but at the same time, I want to push myself to create something beautiful. But I also want to enjoy the holiday without, without focusing solely on creating an amazing set of images for myself and, and friends. Do you find yourself having the same conversations you know, in your head about documenting trips and holidays and events? Or am I just messed up and confused and I should just go with the flow and uh, be thankful to be going on a holiday and just photograph what I see? I don't know. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. If you're a premium member, let's chat about it in the members Facebook group. If you're listening to the free version of the podcast, let me know in the comments area and you can find them this week at photobizx.com forward slash 363. And now a macro look at our last episode. In last week's episode, I interviewed headshot photographer Tony Tafe. His name is synonymous with the topic of pricing and headshot photography. He has come up with the model that so many successful headshot photographers are now using, and that's what we dive deep into in the episode. If you're struggling to price and make great money from your headshot photography, get back and have a listen to Tony. He's incredible. The way he approaches sales, the way he prices, and the way he sells his headshot work. Interestingly, I I was worried that the episode would only be applicable to headshot photographers. And then I saw this comment inside the members Facebook group from Ali Stewart-Ross. She says, and she's a wedding and portrait photographer, she says, this was possibly one of the best ever interviews. There's almost no point in doing the rest of the things involved in a photography business if you can't sell. I find sales techniques fascinating. If you're the same as Ali, if you enjoy or want to get better at sales and selling, again, get back and have a listen to Tony. I think it'll be an eye-opener for you. Photobizx.com. Real advice, real strategies, and real ideas to build your photography business. Alrighty, we're about to dive into this interview with Bernie Griffiths in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. And all that means is you will be missing out on a big portion of the second half of this interview with Bernie today. I do save that portion for members only. If you want to access that, it's super easy. Just become a premium member. And you can do that for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership if you head to photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great time for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. All right. So do you want to just get straight into it? I'll introduce you and we'll get straight into it. Or do you want to talk about a few things first? Well, I might change the tech a little bit here and there. Yeah. Do you want to fill me in or am I going to just, I'm going to chase you around, am I? <laughs> yeah, if you want. Um I've been looking at the posts lately and the photographers are a bit confused about what the Facebook ad is about and they seem to be a little bit lost and they don't have a, a strategy and a clear path of what to follow. And I thought I'd just try and get people back on track. The other thing is I just listened to the full hour of episode 198 and we did actually cover everything about, you know, the ad. We followed it up. And that was in 2016. We spoke nine months later about after we'd, you know, done the episode. 136, was that done in 2016? Off from memory, could have been easily. 
Yeah, I think it was 2015. So that's uh, four years four years ago. It was a good episode, actually. I just listened to the whole hour and I thought, <laughs> I thought no, it's time to go to bed. It's <laughs> like I'd done it, so I didn't have to do it. And I also watched the uh, webinar that Ian and James did, James Harbour, and I thought that was very good too. So I thought, well, what can I bring to the table? And uh, I thought about it, and, yeah, there's a few things I think I could bring to the table, but I think it would be more about how photographers think about the ad and just getting the mindset right on what they're trying to achieve because they've gone all over in weird directions, I think, anyway. The other thing, well, we can talk about it, and I think it'll be much more interesting. All right, let's do that. I'm going to leave this part of the conversation in because this will save us going over the same grounds again. But for you, the listener, if you're unfamiliar with the voice that you're hearing right now, well, not mine, but my guest, it's obviously Bernie Griffiths, the photography business coach, the international photography business coach. He's responsible, and you heard him refer back to a couple of previous episodes, the Facebook ads, which have commonly become known as the Bernie-style Facebook ads amongst PhotoBizX community and listeners. You can hear the very first episode on the ads and the style of ads in episode 136. Bernie also just referenced episode 198, where we talked about what you should be saying on the phone to convert these leads into bookings if they're a good fit. So get back and have a listen to that one. And he also referenced the recording that Ian Sim and James Harbour made on the follow-up phone calls as well. I'll have links to that in the show notes. You can find that inside the blog area of PhotoBizX as well. Bernie, welcome back again. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Andrew. It's good to be back. As I say, I've just listened to episode 198 and I thought it was a very good episode. I think I did very well in that one. What about me? Did I ask the right questions? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, you didn't actually. If, if the listener listens to it, they'll realise that I had a couple of magic ones that you didn't dig deep enough in early on uh, to get them and uh, you only got them after an hour. So you were a bit slack, I thought. No, I, no, you thought. Well, I've got to tell you that there's actually some strategy behind that because what I do is I let a few little things go through to the keeper because I know the first half of the episode is only for free listeners and I'm saving the best stuff for my members. It's all part of the plan. I got it. I got it. Yeah, well, good plan. (laughs) So if the listener is out of the loop right now, the, the whole idea, the premise of this interview, this episode was to go over the phone calls. Like Bernie said, That's been covered. So go back and listen to those episodes if you're struggling. But you said, Bernie, you've noticed that people are sort of going off the rails or off track in regard to these Facebook ads. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to just learn a little bit myself. And I saw the thing today that Sam Coral broke up. uh, Sam, hi, if you're listening to this in Ottawa there. And she talked about ghosting. Do you know what ghosting is, Andrew? Yes. Yeah, well, I've actually done an episode with Bethel Nathan on ghosting. <laughs> okay. Well, can you tell me about it? Yeah. What is it? This is where a photographer gets an inquiry. It sounds like it yeah. could be a good inquiry. Yeah. The photographer replies generally via email and then they never hear back from the person making the inquiry. They've been ghosted. Okay. So the question I asked when I saw that, and that was sort of the understanding I got, but what do you expect when people show 
an expression of interest in something on social media. Like, let's get back to what Facebook is. It's social media. It's chatty chat. It's not a marketing platform, right? So (laughs) someone's come up with ghosting. It's not ghosting. They're just making chat. It's social media. People just want to have a chat, right? Just because they engage with you doesn't mean to say they want to marry you, right? They just making chat just because they say, oh, yeah, great post you put up there. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that with my daughter. Maybe. Can you give me more information? I'm sort of interested in getting more information. Maybe. But not necessarily. I'm just making chat. Look, i got to go and cook the tea. Anyway, uh, see ya. So... I think the whole concept about the Facebook, we've got to get back to what it is. It's social media and it's just people chatting and apparently ghosting, (laughs) not continuing a conversation because they're sick of you. I totally understand what you're saying and I do agree with you, but I think that the term ghosting could also be applied to, you know, someone comes to my website even and they make an inquiry. You know, obviously they're more interested if they've gone from Facebook to my website, then use my contact form or emailed me and then I reply, then I don't hear another thing back. I've been ghosted again. So that potential client was looking like a better lead. Why have they disappeared? Well, have we? who hasn't been to a car yard to buy a car and walked around the car yard and kicked the tires and opened the door and looked inside and closed the door and wanted to look under the bonnet to see if there's an engine. And the salesman's come up and we said, tell me about the car. And oh, great, all right. Okay, well, see ya. He said, I have my car. You know, maybe you'll be wanting to buy a car sometime, somewhere. And that's it. And does that mean he's been ghosted? It does. Does that mean I was really interested in buying a car? Or was I just looking? Was I just kicking tires? He thought so. But yeah, look, that's a great analogy. He thought so. Yeah. But that's his problem. But he's used to it. I remember being in a car yard once and many, many years ago. And I was talking to the car salesman there. And there were these people came into the car yard and they were looking around. I said, I won't keep you. You better go and see to your customers. And he said, no, not going to buy a car. I can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Or he carried on talking. It didn't show any interest. (laughs) So I thought, well, yeah, he must have learned a lot over the years. He can tell just by someone walking in, looks at them and goes, they're not going to buy. Just ignores them. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be game enough to do that in my business. I mean, I'm never going to judge someone when they turn up for Yeah, but that's the whole point, isn't it? That's what we have to learn. That's one of the things we have to learn. We have to learn when customers give us signals. Now, signals they're going to give us will be red, amber, or green, right? The problem is I think some photographers see a red signal and then they don't act on that red signal. They don't actually stop and say, okay, bye, you're not my client. They keep continuing on with hope that the customer will come to them, but they won't because they were never going to anyway. And we have to recognize those simple answers to questions or whatever and not go to the begging. It's something someone put on my inner circle Facebook group the other day, one of my clients, and it was very good. It was of a little cartoon of a a cat and someone following it. 
trying to catch it. And it said, if you you chase a cat, it'll run away. If you've got what the cat wants, it will come to you. And isn't that what we really have to try and do is get people to come to us? If we chase them, they'll just keep running away. So the question is, what can we give them? What can we put out there that will make them come to us? And that pull marketing and push marketing They're two different things. You want to pull people towards you. And so we've got to be a bit cleverer in our thoughts about how we, you know, approach a potential customer and learn when we have got a potential customer and not someone that just wants a chat. So how do we distinguish whether it's a good customer or a potentially good customer or not, a tire kicker? By asking them the right questions, I suppose. For one thing, but there's lots of other things. I think in episode 198, I mentioned about we have to build something that they want to come towards, and that's everything we do, you know, on our website, everything we do on our Facebook pages, that we've got to build something that people want to come towards. And if we want to give a great example of that and a really powerful example within the industry, it probably is Sue Bryce, right? Sue built something that people, I think she's got 50,000 followers or whatever you call them, but she built something that people came towards rather than her after going chasing people. So that's what we have to try and build, surely. So, Bernie, just let me clarify this. That with Sue, she's a great example. Are you talking about her as a marketer to photographers or you mean her photography business attracting clients? Both, because she built a brand. Right. That people wanted. So they sought her out to find her and she built a lot of that because there's a lot of word of mouth. I mean, which still goes today. Who hasn't heard of Sue Bright? Sure. But I think the risk of using someone like Sue as an example for the listener is, yeah, it's easy to say someone like Sue has a brand. I mean, you could say the same thing about, say, Jonas Peterson. He has a brand as a destination wedding photographer and people seek him out for that. Same as Sue for her portrait photography. How do we get that brand? I mean, something's got to happen to go from this level to, you know, to this high level. Yeah. Well, as you know, I've got a coach at present who coaches me and one of the decisions you have to make with them is what are you? Are you a global guru or are you a local legend? (laughs) Now, I'm guessing most photographers out there are local legends. Yeah. They're not at present, but that's what they have to strive towards. So that means getting themselves out in that community that they advertise within on Facebook. And so it's all a matter of touch points, isn't it? I agree. With a touch point here and a touch point there, here a touch point, there a touch (laughs) point, everywhere a touch point. So people keep seeing them. So the Facebook thing is a part of the whole, but it's a good part because we can get to a lot of people very quickly. Yeah, but it depends on how you're looking at Facebook. If we're talking about, say, Facebook ads, you know, we're being a bit more aggressive than just being known. You know, we're actually looking for people to interact, you know, potentially leave their email address or phone number. We're looking for a lead to follow up with, more so than just have a chat. Yeah. And the question about that was, again, in episode 198, was what are you going to do with the lead? There's two reasons you've got the lead. One, and the one that no one seems to 
want to do, when it's the easy one, which is to build a database, right? So every lead goes onto a database and you send out monthly newsletters as you do, Andrew. And that's the basis of any business. Who doesn't send out newsletters? Mm -hmm. What business? We get them all day in our inbox, you know, which we subscribe to. So we want to keep in touch with our company until we don't want to anymore, then we unsubscribe. So the conversation's over. So that's the first reason we want leads is to keep building a tribe, right? The other reason we want the leads is that we can look at the leads and we can, with appropriate action, see if we can find out if some of them on their journey towards getting photographs taken are ready at that moment to have some photographs taken. In other words, those that have been thinking about it, those that, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, you know, before. I've heard of that photographer. It's thought about getting it a few years ago and so on. So they're your other leads that you can turn around into doing it at that moment or at that time. And that's what Facebook can do for you. So I think a lot of the things I see sort of within PhotoBiz is that photographers think it is trying to think it's a magic wand. And it is if it's used correctly, but it's not an instant magic wand. You wave it slowly and it takes time to get the results. The magic will happen, but not immediately, generally, unless you put all the other things in place. So the whole thing comes, it's like putting a show together or something, you know, you've got to have the lighting, the actors go and so on. And then it comes together and the magic happens. So that's what you got in business. You got to build a business. And a lot of, you know, the people in Photobiz are just starting off. So we know it's not easy. So they have to think, build, how do I build? And building is getting a database for the first thing they have to do is build up a database because really the value of any business, any photography business that's up for sale, I know if I was going to buy a photography business, the first thing I'd ask is how many clients have you got on your database? I mean, because that for me means potential sales. I agree. I agree. So what do you feel is the easiest or maybe that's the wrong question, maybe the best way to take people from Facebook into our database? Is it as simple as running a Facebook? Well, yeah, it's as simple as running a Facebook ad and and just putting their names in a database and sending them a newsletter constantly, at least once a month. I know, or I can imagine right now there's listeners from the UK and possibly Europe screaming, Bernie, Bernie, the GDPR, we can't just add someone to our email database. Well, they'll be screaming even more in Canada because the anti-spam laws are ruthless there and I believe you can be fined a quarter of a million dollars or whatever, but if we're going to be afraid of little obstacles that we come across, are we going to stop every time, Andrew? Come on, you see that hill, you're on your bike, you're going to say, no, I'm not going to climb that. <laughs> you find you better start get pushing those pedals. But you find a way, right? You find a way. You look for something a bit stronger inside yourself. So what can I do? Yes, you can do things, you know. I mean, Surely, you know, like MailChimp has a double opt-in, so you have to get their permission anyway. So that's a starting place. I mean, if you don't know the, the laws, go read them. They're on the internet. I've read them from various countries for my clients. My thing about spam and email and all of that is that 
newsletters, if there's nowhere that you can unsubscribe, then it's spam. If there's some way you can unsubscribe, it's not spam. So I get a lot of spam. I look at the bottom. I can't unsubscribe or do anything. And that's spam. Yeah, I agree. Because I can't get out of it. I can't end the relationship. So that's my simple definition of spam anyway. I, I don't know what country you're in, but if you're worried about going to prison, just check the rules. <laughs> I'm not telling you to do it. I'm saying there's a way around things. So, but don't let that stop you if there's a little obstacle that you've heard about. Find out for yourself. Don't believe what somebody says. You know, Do your own research. Yeah. I agree. In regards to GDPR, I might be way out of line in saying this, but my feeling is if someone's interacted with me, I add them to my email list. If they want to unsubscribe, there's a place there for them to do that. Yeah. And if they ask to be removed from my list and I don't, then yeah, I deserve to get in trouble. But of course, if they don't want to be on my list, I'll take them off. I don't want to send them stuff. You don't want them anyway. No, I've had it. I've had a couple of threats over the years, but that's okay. That's a couple of threats. What's that? That's all right. <laughs> we push boundaries a little bit. Huh? Yeah. We have to. I copped a lot of flack. I sent an email, I think maybe two or three emails about PhotoBizX to AIPP members a few years ago. Man, it caused me an absolute nightmare. And funnily enough, one of the guys, uh, I think he was based in WA, a headshot photographer, he caused me more grief than anyone. And then six months later, he's asking if he can come on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, (laughs) that's relationships. We have fights down again and then we get kissed and make up. So everything's all right. True. So Bernie, if we run an ad, let's say we run an ad in the style, the the Bernie style Facebook ad. So we're we're offering a free shoot or a credit, whatever you want to do. And you've got your reasons there. You've got your hooks there that we've talked about in past episodes. We get an interaction. Do you add those people then straight to your email list or do you send them to an opt-in? Yes, of course. Yes. They have to go there. They're a lead. Hang on. So we haven't created a lead ad. They've only say commented on our post or they've clicked the link to go and fill out the details. Have we got their email address? Well, it depends on the style of ad. So if we send them to a page, a landing page, where they have to enter their email address, then yeah. Yeah, okay. So that email address goes to a list, right? Right, okay. Just add them onto the list. Yeah. Okay. What if we're running an ad where we're asking someone to, say, leave a comment and then we're going to follow up with them via a private message from Facebook? Am I asking for their email address? Yeah, of course. You can ask them anything you want. I know I can ask them what I want. Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> I'm looking for some guidance here. Yeah, of course I am. I'm building I'm building a list, right? So any opportunity I get, I can get an email address. Okay. Now, I, I know the listener is thinking, okay, I understand building a list. I understand that's a great asset for my business. I understand I can get around the GDPR or the spam laws if I have to. Well, when I say get around, I can comply with them and still get email addresses. Fly, that's a better word. <laughs> You've said newsletter a couple of times. What do I put in this newsletter? Ah, the big question, you know, it's always interesting. I get my clients saying, I don't know what to write. Well, well, tell me about your studio. You know, can't you say we've had a really busy week at Gregory's Photography um, we photographed over 10 families this week, and I see the photo below of the James family. They were so excited to come in, and little Jane, four years old, uh, was running all over the studio, but such great fun. And when they saw the photographs, 
afterwards, you know, mum and dad loved them so much that they did get, you know, one of our signature collection prints, which is a 30 by 24 inch acrylic print. I can't wait to see it complete and they can put on the wall. And then a photograph of the family. So that's the only thing we need to send that month. And underneath it could also say, reminder, don't forget. Oh, for all those who have contacted me with the Wanted Mothers and Daughters Facebook post that we did last week, we're still phoning people. I've been overwhelmed with the response. Uh, We're really excited to have all the beautiful mothers and daughters in the studio. If we haven't contacted you yet, it could mean that you weren't there when we phoned. So if you did uh, respond to this post, please call us within the next 48 hours at this number. So you've got your call to action. So that's two things. Yeah, a call to action and something that's going on. So, and that's the same with your Facebook post. I mean, we've started, I've got one of my clients and I said, you know, we're so boring as photographers. I can't believe how boring we are. Everybody puts the same thing up. Why can't we, instead of putting about us, why can't we put about our customers? Why can't we thank our customers? So I've got him putting posts up saying, A big thank you, a big call out and thank you to the Smith family for coming in for their family photograph last week. I know Rob, the husband, wasn't very keen to come, but thanks, Jenny, for persuading him to have that two hours off work to be photographed with her beautiful two children. Thank you so much. And with your permission, I have put the photograph below, which is one that I'm not going to include in the slideshow because, as we can see, your little daughter is just being a bit of a uh, asterisk, <laughs> whatever. I mean, is that not more interesting? And you just laughed at that, Andrew. Yeah. Can't we try and get that reaction from people? And why shouldn't we thank them all the time? Instead of saying, I, 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 why we can't say you, 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 and thank you to individuals who come to the studio. We should be kneeling before them, putting our hands up and down, saying, thank you so much for the money. (laughs) In return, you've got this beautiful photograph for your wall that you'll treasure forever, and they will. So that's all I'm saying. It's part of the whole. And, you know, about I've looked at copywriters. I've talked to copywriters. I employed a copywriter for a very short period. Then I realized it wasn't doing as good a job as I could do. I think it's a... A good copywriter is great, but you can do it yourself. I'd get photographers telling me stories. You know, I did the wedding. I did this wedding of the weekend and the bride. I went to the bride's home. I opened the front door, rang the doorbell out in the front door. She fell out. She was drunk. <laughs> and I, she fell into my arms. So I was a bit embarrassed, nearly hit her on the head with my tripod. And they tell me this great story. And then we talk about newsletters and they say, I don't know what I can say. And I'm going, <laughs> What? You just told me a great story. Yeah. The thing is, photographers think they live boring lives. They don't. They live exciting lives. They get outside. They go to fantastic venues. <laughs> you know, it's a great life. So let's pump it up a little bit. And if you want to be a local legend, get out there and make yourself a legend. And you want to be that person that. You know, people stop in the street, as I'm sure you do. People stop you in the street. Aren't you, Andrew Helmich, <laughs> <laughs> the photoviz guy? <laughs> do they do that? I'm sure. Although you're a global guru. Um, 
But what I'm saying is people used to do that to me all the time. Wendy and I, my wife, we've got this thing. If we, we're going shopping and then we go different ways and we'll meet here at 1 or 2 o'clock, when we see one another, we point, we go, aren't you? Because so many people have gone, aren't you, to me? Aren't you, Bernie Griffiths? You photographed my wedding 25 years ago. Yeah. I, oh, you probably don't. Oh, the waitress had said, you probably don't remember me, but you did my wedding <laughs> 20 years ago. No, I don't remember you. <laughs> oh, I got some photographs on my phone. Look, I photographed the album. Oh, yeah, no, I remember you. That's a great wedding. <laughs> so that's what you've got to build. And we can do that with Facebook. It's great. We can do that with the ads because with the ads, we can get to a, you know, a bigger audience and we can get known, start to get known. But we've got to do a little bit more than that, I think, if we want the ads to be more effective. So the more we can do in the background before the ad goes out, I know Brian, the information he gave you. Brian Kellogg. The last interview you did that came up a couple of weeks ago, that was fantastic about, you know, he's got that targeting the audience with his pixel and lookalike audiences and all that. And that's worked wonders for him because when he does make that phone call, they've seen his website, they've seen his Facebook. We've implemented other things which we do before the phone call. So they're ready and hot to go. Yeah. So for the listener, if you're unaware of what Bernie's referring to, it's the interview with Brian Kellogg, episode 250, I think from memory. He ran a Bernie-style Facebook ad, but what he did was sent people to a landing page. He had his retargeting pixel on that page. So before he made the phone calls to get in touch with those clients, those same clients were seeing his ads in their Facebook timeline over and over again, a series of different ads before he actually called them. So he basically stalked them around Facebook until he had a chance to get on the phone with them. Absolutely ingenious. And I think it was a wonderful idea, one of the best things he did. And then from there, he created a lookalike audience. But go back and have a listen to that episode if you want to hear more about that. Yeah, I, I still don't totally understand it. Maybe you can put a course together and I'll buy it. And <laughs> I, I mean, I'm new at a lot of things like ghosting. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're always learning, aren't we? Absolutely. Retargeting lookalike audiences, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Retarget ghosting. <laughs> Let me take you back to, and this is for the newer photographer out there. Let's say that they're just starting with their database. How many people do you need to have in your database before you start sending a newsletter? 100. 100. So get to 100 first. Get to 100 first. And you said, you know, send out a monthly newsletter. Yep. But, you know, a lot of the stuff I see from other marketers, they're a lot more aggressive than that. They're sending out weekly emails. Is one month or every month enough? Yeah, photographers have difficulty doing it once a month. Right. <laughs> once a week. <laughs> Come on. I think monthly is comfortable. Um, I know one photographer who sent me monthly newsletters. They're very short, and I look forward to them. She had photo of the month was basically all she had. And she had the photo that she thought was the photo of the month and a description of it and who it was. And I expected her emails. And that's the way you've got to put the content as interesting and sort of, um, you know, templated it a little bit, but the information and the content's different, but you get it the same way. Right. And always include a photograph or two as a photographer? That's a good question. Yes and no. Because, you know, I've been sending emails out now for 12, 15 years or whatever, and I've got nearly 9,000, I think, 
photographers around the world on my database. And I send them out regularly, weekly or two weekly. So that means I've sent a lot of newsletters. So I do get a bit bored with sending the same stuff. So I do vary it sometimes and just send a clean email without photos. But what about for the photographers sending to their audience or potential audience? Yeah, I think it's great too, because you can show your products, you can send little videos. And I've said this before, it should go in a circle, right? If you're going to do newsletters, you also write blogs and they say, well, what am I going to write on the blog? Well, the blog can be a long email. So you do a blog and then you can do an email and put half the blog in with a link to the blog, if that makes sense. And then you could also do this, put a smaller portion as a Facebook post with a link to the blog. So you're sending people to your website all the time, which is good for your SEO. Exactly. And then you can retarget for the people that go and visit that website, that blog post. Correct. Yeah. And make sure you've got your keywords in there in the blog. And then all this is going around and this is working while you're sleeping, right? You've got the wheels turning while you're sleeping and and so on. So that all helps with the Facebook. So when I look at some of the posts in PhotoBiz, I go, yeah, well, I understand it's not working, but you haven't done the back work either. You've got to put a lot of effort into that and then this will work better. Sort of getting all the bits going, working to make the whole work better, the whole thing. I think the problem is, Bernie, for a lot of photographers and particularly PhotoBiz ex-members is, you know, we'll have someone like Marcus Anthony or Brian Kellogg or even uh, Jeff Clark, you know, they'll come in and post or they'll be interviewed and we hear how successful they've been. You know, they run one ad and they get, you know, yeah. a thousand inquiries, you know, a thousand interactions and, you know, two weeks worth of calls to make. It sounds too easy. Yeah. We all want the same success. Yeah, that's right. Well, are you saying there's things going on in the background that we may not realize? Oh, of course. But they've built the business. They've been building it as well with doing other things, not just, and they may have done these things. Um, I mean, Jeff's a perfect example of a local legend, like he's a member of BNI. I mean, an active member, has been for years. He contacts heaps of charities, so he does lots and lots of vouchers with charities. He gives away thousands of dollars in charities, vouchers. He's got, you know, third-party marketing affiliates all over the joint with different businesses and so on and so on. So he's been doing that for a long time. So this thing builds and builds and gets momentum. So whatever he does is going to be more successful than somebody starting off, obviously. Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Now you're starting to sound like Linda. Just back right off there, Bernie. <laughs> well, look, I know you're very kind to Linda because I see on the odd occasion you take her with you, <laughs> and that's wonderful. We're going to stop this right now because I'm going to be walking into dangerous territory and she'll be listening back. I'll be in big trouble. The least you could do is buy a tandem bike. I can't. Now, see. You know, so she could sit on the back. <laughs> this, is, this is stopping right now. No tandem bikes. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Bernie, look, mate, as usual, it's been a pleasure. I know the listeners are going to get a ton from what you had to, to, to share today. I'm going to add links to anything and everything that you mentioned. I'll add links to your website. Is there an easy place on your website for people to sign up to your email newsletter? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just go to stevesaparito.com. 
<laughs> and ask for Bernie's email. <laughs> Uh, no, um, yeah, if if they go to my Facebook, my Facebook, <laughs> my website, <laughs> which is Bernie and Steve Saparito oh, com, people are going to think you've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I haven't. I can assure you. Um, <laughs> can you remember your website URL? <laughs> You're just going to say, "Can you remember your name?" Yes, berniegriffiths.com. Okay, I'll add links to that. You'll be able to sign up for Bernie's email list there. I'll add links to anything and everything he mentioned. And if you want to learn more about Bernie's soft sell system, you'll have to become one of his clients and he's got details about that. Oh, no, I've got an ebook on that. They can get that for free. Oh. Yeah, they can just email me for that. Well, you're keeping it such a secret. All right, so just get some stuff away. Come on. Email Bernie and get the soft sell system. I love it. Bernie, mate, no more cycling talk, no more talk about Steve Saparita. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with Steve? What have you got against Steve? Oh, jeez. He's a really nice guy. It's like you. It's a really nice guy. You're making it very, very difficult to wrap this up. <laughs> okay, I'll let you do it. Bernie, thanks again, mate. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks, Andrew. See you cycling sometime. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Bernie as much as I did. I can honestly say it was a fun interview for me to record. I'm pretty sure that was obvious. <laughs> and Bernie has come back and reassured me and you that no alcohol was involved in the recording of that interview. <laughs> we were just, it was late at night and it was, just, uh, it was just good fun. Anyway, if you'd like to learn more from Bernie head over to the show notes. I've got links to anything and everything that he mentioned, including the Facebook ads course, previous episodes and interviews with Bernie. It's all there in that one spot at photobizx.com forward slash 363. And of course, you know that if you are a premium member, Bernie is active and available inside the members Facebook group. So if you do have a follow-up question for him, you can hit him up inside the members group. And yes, if you are listening to the free version of the podcast, Post your questions if you have any inside the comments area at the bottom of the show notes and I'll make sure that Bernie sees those as well. It's shout out time. I've got one big shout out for today's episode and it goes to Canberra pet photographer Ina Fedora. She left a lovely review and a five-star rating inside iTunes. She says, I've been a premium member for the last six months and I'm constantly learning new things every time I listen to the podcast. She says, the interviews are amazing and Andrew asks the questions that come into my mind and he really digs deep into detail with some of the questions he asks. Ina goes on to say that when you first join the membership, Andrew really takes time to get to know you and provide you with the episodes that are most relevant to you and your business. And she says, I'm a pet photographer and I found the interviews contain such a goldmine of useful resources and tips that I have been able to put into action. Ina also goes on to say the other great thing about being a premium member is you can go into the members Facebook group and ask the interview guests further questions, which is just amazing. And finally, she finishes off with, if you are a photographer, you have to listen to PhotoBizX and it just contains amazing resources for photography, business and marketing. I can't recommend it enough. Thanks, Inna. You're amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave that rating and review. I know you've been heavily involved lately. I've seen you in the video course, the daily vlog challenge, 
You're active inside the members group, and I know you have your own little video group now that spun off from the first daily vlog challenge, which is fantastic. So again, thank you so much for taking the time to leave your review, Ina, and I've got a a link using a keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for inside today's show notes to help you with your SEO. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. I've got a few quick announcements before we close out today's episode. The first one is regarding the daily vlog challenge. It kicks off the next challenge on June 1st, which is next Monday. It's not too late to get involved. So if you want to become more comfortable being yourself on camera, you will love this challenge. It runs for three weeks. We have weekends off. I give you a task every single day, a small task where you record a two minute video, upload it to a private Facebook group and you'll get support, feedback, and help from me and other members to get better at being yourself on video. We have a distinct business focus with this challenge. So we're all about using video in your email marketing, on your website, in your Facebook and Instagram ads, part of your social media profiles. We cover all that in this challenge. I nearly called it a course, but it's more of a challenge, and it really is fun. You will network and meet other photographers going through the challenge at the same time. And judging by past experience, you'll actually become friends with these photographers and go on to push each other with video in the future. Now, just a reminder, if you are unaware, you don't need any fancy equipment to join me in the challenge. All you need is a smartphone. You can get more fancy than that if you want to, but a smartphone is enough. And that's how I record most of my videos, between that and a webcam. But you can use your SLR if you want to as well. And we'll cover all the things you need to know and understand to get better at video. So the the actual videos look and sound better, but also what to say, how to say it, what to include, and how to better connect with your prospective client. And if you're unsure if this is a good fit for you, all you need to do is ask yourself, if you find that you generally book clients once you have a face-to-face meeting, that's usually the clincher for you, then This is absolutely perfect because I'm going to show you how to be that person that you are in the meetings that actually gets you bookings. I'm going to teach you how to be that person in your videos so you can make those connections even faster. That's the whole idea of doing the challenge. Anyway, you can get more details over at dailyvlogchallenge.com. I'd love to see you there if you're looking at getting better at video and just learning how to be yourself. dailyvlogchallenge.com We had a couple of webinars recently for the PhotoBizX community, and there are recordings for both these available right now. The first one was with Anna Puma and Todd Lawton, who conducted one of their kick-ass website reviews. In the video replay, you'll see and hear a full website review for a wedding photographer based in the UK. Anna and Todd talk about the positives and negatives, how the website could be improved, where it's doing really well. And from that, you'll be able to apply a lot of what you hear to your own website. That's the beauty of watching someone else with the experience Todd and Anna have after reviewing over 200, I think maybe even 300 other websites. That's the beauty of seeing them review another website so you can apply what you hear from them to your own website. Now, if you're interested in having your own website reviewed, head over to photobizx.com forward slash kickasstools 
And if you're listening to the PhotoBizX podcast, like you are right now, you can save 20% if you use the promo code PBX. So it's photobizx.com forward slash kickass tools to have your website fully reviewed by Anna and Todd. And if you want to see what that actually looks like, you can check out the link in the show notes to see the replay for the recent review they did for PhotoBizX. Last up, we had a live webinar slash training with photography business and mindset coach Joel Dunn last week. In that webinar, Joel talked about changing your mindset to grow your photography business. He covered beliefs, fear, action, and habits, and how you can implement action steps on each of those to grow your business. Everyone in attendance loved what Joel had to share. It was not a sales session. We dive straight into, well, Joel did dive straight into about 30 minutes of solid teaching to help you with your mindset. And then we opened it up to a Q&A session. Now, if you do go back and watch that replay, there is a little bit of a chunk missing. My internet dropped out. Joel and everyone else continued on without me, but I did lose a little tiny piece of that recording. But you get all the training, most of the Q&A session, in that replay plus you can get access to joel either in the comments area of today's show notes or inside the members facebook group if you have any follow-up question so again links in the show notes for today's episode which are at photobizx.com forward slash 363 that is it for this episode of the podcast thanks again to bernie for coming back on the show sharing what he did I hope to see you in the daily vlog challenge next week if you get enrolled in time. Otherwise, stay healthy, safe and well, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 